This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by Do Grief Differently, my 12-week in-person or online program that helps grievers who have suffered any type of loss to feel better. In Do Grief Differently, you learn new tools, education, and a method you can utilize the rest of your life. In this program, and with my guidance, you remove the pain of grief. The sadness will always be there because even in complicated relationships, we love but it's the pain of grief that keeps us stuck. Are you ready to do grief differently? Check out my website, www.theunleashedheart.com to learn more. Hello, hello. Welcome to Grieving Voices. Today is episode 149, a Q&A episode. But before we jump into the question today, I just wanted to share that this is the start of season four. It is absolutely bananas to me that I've been doing this going on four years. I never anticipated that I would be having this podcast this long. I really didn't know what to expect. I It took me a good year to even really just decide and do it and learn along the way. And it's been an amazing experience of connecting with people from all around the world hearing people's stories, and being able to connect with people in a way that still truthfully blows my mind because I have clients that find me through this podcast who listen to my podcast, and it's a great joy that um, people feel connected to me in this way um, and can feel connected and supported Even if I'm not working with you listening one-on-one, I hope that this podcast, first and foremost, helps you feel supported and that you're not alone. And also is a, a a resource of information that you can count on to be true and helpful and, yeah, just not more of the myths that society seems to perpetuate. So thank you again for being here and for um, just supporting the podcast, for sharing, for liking, for leaving a review. And if you've never left a review, but you love the podcast, that would be, um, I would be immensely grateful if you took a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts share your thoughts. I would love to hear how the podcast is helping you. If there is something in particular you want me to address, you can send in a question just like others have at victoria at theunleashedheart.com or reach out to me on social media and I will bring your question to the podcast and you can be anonymous if you prefer. So anyway, with that 
being said, let's move on to today's question, which comes from Amy. And she asks, my 28 year old son died unexpectedly five years ago. Many people say I shouldn't be so emotional after this long when I talk about him. His brother and father don't talk about him because it makes me emotional. I tell them they just need to give me a box of tissues, but we've never had a talk about him as a family since his death. Is this unusual? First of all, I can't imagine what it is like to lose a child. And, you know, we had a scary moment with my son where we didn't know what was going to happen. And I can speak to that fear, but to actually lose a child, I imagine that is a heartbreak that any parent never really truly gets over, right? It's like, I don't know that that phrase is even honest, right? It's not even an honest phrase that you need to get over the death of losing a child. Um, And really, if people say that, it's quite hurtful and harmful. Grief is unique. And the the pace that people experience the emotions of grief bears a direct relationship to how they normally react emotionally to other life events. So this question is great for anybody listening, because you may have people in your life who seem unaffected, or they may not be as expressive emotionally about a loss that was maybe close to both of you. We all display our emotions differently too. And our grief is unique because our relationships are unique. And so this is where a lot of misunderstandings can happen uh, within family units. But for Amy, if it's your natural inclination to be more emotionally expressive, and that's your natural style to be open and emotive, it would be normal for you to still have feelings five years later as it will be in 10 or 20 years. If that's true, then that's great. This is a normal and natural response to the death of someone important to you as a unique individual. And I want people listening to keep this in mind who may not be as emotional, who may not react to life in a more emotionally expressive way, that just because people in their life do doesn't make them wrong or bad or, you know, just like they should be over it, you know, because I can actually speak to this even as a child. I'm very much a feeler. I'm a feeler. I feel things. That's how I actually make a lot of decisions, how it makes me feel. And so when something tragic happens, I'm really wound up in my feelings. And, you know, especially children, can be said that, you know, told that they're crybabies, or this is where this whole, like, if you want to cry about something, I'll give you something to cry about. And this is where children who are emotionally more expressive, who maybe wear their heart on their sleeves, you know, are shut down as children, where we're not allowed to, you know, speak to the fear, speak to the anger, or speak to the sadness, or express it. And so, You can be a very emotional person, but if you're shut down as a child, imagine what that does to you as an adult. When you're shutting down your natural inclination of how to respond to life's challenges, 
do you think you'd probably experience manifestations of physical nature, like migraines or overall body pain or gastrointestinal issues, things like that? So I just want to highlight that because um, these the way that we express ourselves and emote as adults is probably what we learned as children. But back to the question, you know, we can become sad by the non-actions of other people in our lives, in this instance, the brother and the father, in not talking about the son, even in their incorrect belief that they're protecting you from your own feelings. They actually rob you and themselves of sharing the very emotions that are helpful for you to feel and express. Um, so that's not to judge them because grieving people need and want an opportunity to talk about what happened and their relationship with the person who died. But sadly, that's not unusual for families to avoid or ignore the emotional pink elephant in the living room, right? And while I would love to encourage you to suggest to um, the brother and the father that you have an evening of memories about your son who meant a great deal to all of you, uh, I don't know that they'd be at all receptive. And then there's that feeling of being rejected, right? Of of not feeling like you're in, how do I say that? Like in communion of grief with your loved ones. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like it's this shared experience. And and that's that's another grief experience after the loss, right? That so many of us can experience within a family unit or family dynamics. Um, so if that's the case, if you have loved ones who are apprehensive about their own emotions and are afraid to let it all out, and if that's the case and they don't want to have the joy and the sadness and other feelings in relation to the person who passed, then you need to look around your extended family for people who know you, who knew your loved one, in this instance, your son, who might be open to sharing stories and feelings. Because it is important for those who are more expressive to not isolate and shut other family out just because you're grieving differently. Your life experience has shaped how you respond to life's challenges. This is where we honor each other's grief because all grief is unique and individual and all relationships are unique and individual and it doesn't make one person right. It doesn't make one person wrong. It's honoring what your needs are as the individual in your grief experience. And I'll tell you many times you will not find that person within your family unit. So I really highly suggest that anyone listening to this try not taking it personal because we all just express ourselves in a way that we've been taught or we've learned and there's no right or wrong of that it's just different and so even just accepting that can really ease the pressure and expectations that we place not only on ourselves and how we grieve but on 
on others too, and others that we love within the family who may be going through their grief differently than we are. And so I hope this was helpful in helping you, Amy, and others listening understand uh, that there is nothing wrong with you, that there is nothing wrong with those that you love who just simply don't express themselves in the same way. So I hope anyone listening can find that person who can share in the in the love and in the joy and in the challenges of their relationships, mutual relationships of someone who has passed. And if you are struggling to do that and you need a heart with ears where you will not experience judgment, criticism, or analysis, then I am here to support you whenever you are ready. I actually have an opening for a one-on-one client right now in my Do Grief Differently program, which is 12 weeks long. And in this program, you work through two of your most painful relationships. And, you know, not all relationships give pain, right? Many do. And in fact, most do. I mean, I'm sure you can find things that um, are ways that people have hurt you in your life, even if it was a loving relationship. But through Do Grief Differently, we work through all of that. And um, I would challenge anyone who thinks they don't need to dig up the past to move forward. I challenge anyone who believes that because I guarantee that there are many aspects of your life where the past is dictating your present and will highly influence your future. And so it's only when we become emotionally complete with the relationships of those we have loved and lost, or who may be challenging to love and are still in our lives, whatever the case may be, right? Because all you relationships are unique, that this is a wonderful program to address those things in a safe and in a safe way. So I hope this was helpful. And um, if you have any further questions about this topic, please reach out to me. And in the meantime, remember, when you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. Much love.